Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Major delays, the other worry around town, and ongoing wet roadways from the rains that have pretty much left the area to the north and to the east. Also, some patchy ground fog, so be careful out there. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. As the rain has been moving out, get ready for some gusty winds at times this Saturday. Our highest winds will be during the late morning through the early afternoon hours. Again, gust around 40 miles per hour expected. And tumbling temperatures with those clearing skies. We've got temperatures this morning in the 50s will drop to the 40s by the afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 54 degrees in our nation's capital at 1259. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. It's Saturday morning, January 13th. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up this early 1 a.m. hour for you on WTOP, U.S. carried out additional strikes in Yemen against the Houthi rebels who now say this hour that their attacks in the Red Sea will continue. Here at home, a teen from Virginia under arrest for a carjacking and shooting in D.C. D.C. leaders face a tough budget year, and that means cuts are coming. We can only spend money that we have. I'm Sandra Jones. A plan for more green space in D.C. in the form of a pocket park. We're excited about it. I'm Nick Einelli. Good morning. Welcome in. One o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Stacey Lynn. A day after the U.S. and U.K. struck nearly 30 locations in Yemen, BBC correspondent Charles Haviland tells us the U.S. launched again. The U.S. Central Command wrote on X that its fresh attack was conducted by a naval ship, the USS Kearney, using Tomahawk land attack missiles, and that this was a follow-up action to Friday morning's strikes aimed at degrading the Houthis' ability to attack vessels in the Red Sea. The Houthis' television channel said earlier that the latest assault was the work of what it called the American British enemy. It said there'd been several raids on the Yemeni capital Sana, which they control. Hat and gloves required for more than 200 million Americans dealing with seriously cold temps, snowstorms, and blizzards. Weather Channel meteorologist Jim Cantori is in Chicago. This major winter storm, the strongest yet to take aim at the Midwest this season. Nebraska hit by a blizzard. The storm covering the entire state of Iowa, creating whiteout conditions and bone-chilling cold. In the west, treacherous driving conditions in Utah, in the California mountains. Snow falling as far south as Flagstaff, Arizona. And they're dealing with the freezing cold weather and winter storms in Iowa as the state gets ready for the caucuses on Monday. Meanwhile, in Taiwan, voters are at the polls choosing a new president. The BBC's Celia Hatton is in Taipei. Many young voters, for example, they're much more focused on issues that are really confronting them right now. How do I get a job? Will I ever have the money to buy an apartment? Why has the minimum wage not gone up in years? That kind of thing. However, there are lots of other people, more older people, People in general who are more focused on the geopolitical situation, the possible threat from China. So it's almost like 
Two elections are happening at once. The flu is rampant right now. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports less than half of us have gotten our flu shot. I think there definitely is some vaccine fatigue out there from the last couple of years. He sounds pretty good. Stein says she missed getting her son's flu shot this year and urges parents to take the flu seriously. I would definitely go with your gut, listen to your instincts and either get the flu shot or be very proactive in your treatments. The CDC says the number of children who died from the flu nearly doubled last week. The Red Cross desperately needs your blood. It's in crisis mode right now with a dangerously low supply. The number of people who donate blood dropped by 300,000 since the pandemic. There was a 7,000 unit shortage between the holidays alone. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 103. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We've made it. January 13th. Welcome in. Rain ends. Some clearing by daybreak. Veronica says the low should be 40s and 50s before we're done. We're at 52 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early weekend morning, Saturday ride in the 1 a.m. hour. We begin this morning with the latest on a 15-year-old boy from Woodbridge locally in Virginia under arrest this morning for his alleged involvement in a shooting and carjacking. D.C. police say the teen and two others assaulted and carjacked someone at gunpoint on 14th Street and Southeast on Friday yesterday. Short time later, one of the two suspects in the stolen car, we're told, exchanged gunfire with an unknown person on Benning Road in Northeast. The unknown person returned fire, striking the teen suspect. Officer in the case later found the teen and the carjacked vehicle. The injured teen was then taken into and he now this morning faces several charges, including assault, armed carjacking, and assault with a deadly weapon. Anyone with info is attacked the Metropolitan Police Department. It's 104 Saturday morning. An employee of the Glenwood Country Day School and Preschool in Woodbine in Howard County is charged this morning with child sex abuse. Howard County Police in this case say 31-year-old Damien Patterson of Elkridge is facing multiple counts of sex offenses involving contact with an 11-year-old child. Patterson has worked in the before and after care programs and summer camps for a couple of years. Now, police in the case say the victim told a friend about the abuse just last week. The friend then told an adult who called police Patterson was arrested this week. Investigators in the case say the last incident happened this past summer. WTOP at 105. Budget constraints. Talking money this morning over D.C. services could fuel another political battle, this time over proposed cuts impacting the district's most vulnerable population. WTLP's on Sandra Jones talks Saturday morning to D.C.'s Department of Human Services director about how they will tackle spending pressures that they're looking at right now. In a recent email to housing and homelessness nonprofits, DHS told agency leaders to find cuts in their budgets, citing it as a result of the economic climate. DHS has done work to scrub absolutely every aspect of our budget to try to protect services and benefits that our residents rely on. D.C.'s director of DHS, Laura Green Zeilinger, tells W. WTOP. We can't get to a balanced budget without engaging our providers. But D.C.'s at-large council member, Robert White, who chairs the district's housing committee, says... Our local nonprofits that serve uh, homeless people work on shoestring budgets. That means they're going to have to let people go or serve fewer people. And that's really concerning. Sandra Jones, WTOP News. 
Some parts of D.C. don't have a lot of green space these days. That's why local advocates are working to build what they call a pocket park in northeast in the Union Market area. The land is unused right now, but that could be changing. D.C.'s Parks and Recreation Department is in talks to build a 40,000-square-foot park near 4th Street and New York Avenue in northeast. We're excited about it. Reginald Shaw Richardson is leading a community effort to get that park built. We think that it can get done. We've got some great people on board. This will be more than a dog park. It'll be a community park, a child's play area, and a dog park as well. Shaw Richardson says he'll be reaching out to the community, looking for financial support, though the park would cost more than $3 million to build, and it might not be in the Parks Department budget until 2026. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. At 106, let's talk sports on WTLP. A huge staffing announcement from the Washington Commanders this weekend. WTLP confirmed San Francisco 49ers exec Adam Peters will become the new head of football operations for the team. Comes only days after owner Josh Harris fired Ron Rivera as head coach. Peters has been with the 49ers for the past seven years. The last three is the chief assistant to GM John Lynch. He also worked for the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots during their successful runs. This morning, WTLP Sports Director and Commander's Beat Reporter, our own George Wallace, explains how Peters was chosen here. This is the guy they targeted from the beginning, the first interview that they had. The two guys in the advisory role, Bob Myers and Rick Spielman, hired by Josh Harris. Myers did have a relationship with Peters. They went to UCLA together, have that West Coast relationship. So they get the guy they wanted. He wanted a rapid but thorough process. It took five days. They did their homework. It was down to Ian Cunningham and Adam Peters, and they lock in Adam Peters, bring him over from San Francisco, where he was very integral in uh, building that roster that San Francisco has now. So a great hire by Josh Harris to One start of things Peter's off. first items of business will be to find Washington's next coach. Stay tuned. WTOP at 107. Heads up if you take the blue, orange, and silver line metro lines this weekend. Metro's doing some more track work this weekend that will impact, we're told, travel on a stretch of those lines. Metro says that means the courthouse and Roslyn stations are closed through Monday. The Silver Spring station on the red line also closed today and Sunday this weekend. There will be a pro-Gaza march today, Saturday in D.C., with 25,000 people expected at Freedom Plaza, and street closures will be in effect on Monday in parts of southeast D.C. for the annual MLK Day Parade. Get more information on all of this at ClickAway at WTOP.com. Saturday morning, it is January 13th. Good morning to you at 108. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the gates and when it breaks. Good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you very much, Dean. Good morning, everybody. That accident on the Capitol Beltway in a loop in Prince George's County over by US-1. Baltimore Avenue has cleared. All lanes are now open, and they're wrapping up the crash on the in a loop over by Georgia Avenue in Montgomery County. The off-ramp there is still blocked along with the shoulders, both in the uh, travel lanes and the off-ramp. The travel lanes, however, are open, so not seeing any major delays. However, if you're looking to get off the Beltway at Georgia Avenue, you might going to have to try uh, US-1 or uh, US-29 Colesville Road in instead and work your way back to Georgia Avenue as that ramp is currently closed. They went looking for the accidents in Prince George's County, both on Route 50 near 295 and also on northbound 295. Didn't find anything, so all lanes are clear, not seeing any major delays. The other worry, of course, around town is the uh, wet roadways or as uh, left over from the rains in the area, seeing lots of road spray out there, both in Virginia and in Maryland. Also some patchy ground fog in some areas. So again, the advice is take 
make it very easy out there. Be careful and arrive safely. The temperatures are moderate, so uh, just some slick roadways. Again, because of the wet roadways, on lots of road spray. The WTOP Traffic Center is furnished by Regency Furniture. Celebrate Regency 34th anniversary with savings up to 34% off furniture for every room. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looked so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Well, the rain moving out, the temperatures still pretty high in the 50s across the area. Get ready for tumbling temperatures with those clearing skies today. And our winds will be up too. Once again, increasing to about 40 miles per hour. So we're going with a wind alert on this Saturday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Uh, around the region this early morning, we're at 52 degrees Rockville, 48 Ashburn, 55 Fort Washington, 54 and holding in our nation's capital. This 1 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, January 13th, brought to you this morning on WTOP by Long Fins. Save 25% on Long Fins, decks, pavers, and fences, six months. No payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 110. Money news at 10 and 40 past. Jeff Claybaugh wraps your business week. The wholesale inflation report shows little for all of last year. Wholesale prices rose just 1%. Amazon is cutting 5% of its workforce in its Audible audiobook division. Its third layoff announcement just this week. The Washington Business Journal says Michelin-starred chef Nick Stefanelli is facing eviction at his Greek restaurant, Philatimo, for months of unpaid rent. The Dow finished Friday session down 118 points. For the week, the S&P 500 index gained almost 2%. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. This new year, get started on your next success with University of Maryland Global Campus. Apply by February 12th and we'll waive your application fee. An accredited state university, UMGC offers online and hybrid classes while giving you a head start on 2024. Earn up to 90 credits toward a bachelor's for prior learning and experience or transfer up to 12 credits toward a master's. Pay no application fee if you apply by February 12th. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chef. It's Saturday, January 13th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We finally made it. If you're just joining us, thanks for starting the midnight hour with this. Rain ends as we head towards daybreak. Some clearing. Veronica says the low should be in the 40s to 50s. Winds, though, a little strong, 20 to 30 miles per hour. We're at 54 in our nation's capital right now. Glad you're with us this morning. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Time now on WTOP is 113. This is WTOP News. House Speaker Mike Johnson is sticking with the budget deal he recently made, ticking off some GOP hardliners. The Speaker is being slammed by colleagues over the $1.66 trillion top-line deal with Democrats. The clock counting down now to another potential partial government shutdown. This morning to flesh it out, WTOP's Dimitri Sotis talks with CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane. 
The Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, departed Washington, D.C., or at least his members did today, with no certainty as to where this goes next. Here's what we do know. We know there's a deadline coming a week from today to fund part of the government, and another deadline coming February 2nd to fund the rest of it, including the military. The deal that was cut to try to avoid the shutdown is still tenuous. Ultimately, they know how much they want to spend. You know, $1.6 trillion in a rather large federal government. They don't know what they're going to spend it on. They haven't come to terms with that yet. And now there are House Republicans trying to blow up this arrangement, saying they don't want to spend quite that much money. Um, all of this is sowing distrust and discord. There's concerns that somebody might try to break this deal at the last minute. And all the while, that deadline's getting closer and closer. Absolutely. Now, it's a national spectacle, but right around here in the DMV, there's a great local impact anytime there's even the threat of a government shutdown. Uniquely impactful on not just our area, but everybody who has a connection to our area. You know, I spent the day at a, a appliance store in Woodbridge where the manager tells me, the president of the company tells me, every time we get close to a shutdown, just close to it, business dries up. And then the contractors and their suppliers and the other businesses, they see slowdowns too. Military families throughout this area who have concerns about some type of interruption of military pay say they're going to cut back until there's some certainty. And there's also Congressman Brandon Boyle of Pennsylvania who told me he's got a different fear or at least a related fear that there's a bit of crying wolf here that people have seen so many near shutdowns since September 2023 they may not be taking this seriously and it is serious for no other reason Dimitri this Congress is so gridlocked with such narrow margins and such disharmony you know ousting a speaker and bringing in a new one it's not clear to Congressman Boyle how they could get out of a government shutdown cleanly or efficiently if they were to fall into one. It could be prolonged, protracted last months. That makes this especially dangerous. Let's finish up with Hunter Biden, Scott, and a contempt of Congress vote for the full House coming next week. The House Rules Committee will mark up whatever they need to get a vote on the floor. They're going to mark it up Tuesday with a vote possible as early, I suppose, as Wednesday or Thursday, recommending the Department of Justice criminally charge Hunter Biden with contempt of Congress. They say in the House Republicans say Biden was to appear December 13th under subpoena for a closed door interview with the House Oversight Committee. They say instead of going to that interview. He did a press conference outside near the U.S. Senate. They say he has defied their subpoena, even though he showed up in person at a committee hearing Wednesday seeking and asking to speak. Republicans say, no, you don't just show up at a public hearing. You do things according to the rules. You do it behind closed doors meeting first. So this standoff is going to move to a vote in the U.S. House Wednesday or Thursday. We have no idea what, if anything, could pass the U.S. House at this moment. Though the chairman of the committee that's relevant, James Comer of Kentucky, told me he thinks he's got the votes to make that recommendation. CBS News can. Congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane on Skype with our Dimitri Soto. Quick look at the top stories we're following for you this early Saturday morning on WTLP. U.S. military hit another Houthi-controlled site in Yemen. The commanders hires 49ers executive Adam Peters as the brand-new head of football operations for the team. Federal prosecutors seek the death penalty against a white gunman who killed 10 black people in a Buffalo supermarket shooting. Stay with WTLP for more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTLP.com. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 
WTOP. Got any travel plans this winter? I'm going to Aruba. Can't wait to hit the beach. I'm going to Aspen, Colorado. I'm going to Alexandria in the freezing rain. If you're traveling around the Washington region, stay up to date and stay safe with WTOP's traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. With that storm front coming in, you might want to avoid the highways tonight. We're here for you all winter around the clock. WTOP News. Facts matter. Coming up after traffic and weather in the 1 a.m. hour Saturday morning, January 13th for you on WTOP. What food trends were popular in 2023 and what's taking over in 2024? I'm Cheyenne Corrin. WTOP at 118. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Over to Ken Berger first in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Took a look at all the areas in Virginia up and down the 95 corridor and uh, seeing a lot of road signs that advise that the road slippery when wet to reduce speed, and that's great advice. Not seeing any major rain showers, maybe a squall here or there, but uh, the major issue is the wet roadways, lots of road spray, also some patchy ground fog we're seeing in the camera. So again, use caution, but there are, are, no, are no delays up and down the 95 corridor in Virginia between Springfield and Fredericksburg. All lanes are clear out in Falkir County. The accident on eastbound 66 after U.S. 17 has been cleared. All lanes are now open, and again, the same issue. The wet roadways from the overnight rains are leaving uh, slick roadways in places and some of that patchy ground. Folks, again, just be careful either side of 66. Meanwhile, in Maryland at the Bay Bridge, they are now under Phase 1 limited wind restrictions. That means sustained wind speeds of 30 to 39 miles an hour for 10 minutes or more. So that also means that house trailers, empty box trailers, other vehicles vulnerable to the high winds are no longer prohibited from crossing the Bay Bridge at this time. But again, just be very careful as you cross between Kent Island and Sandy Point. Two lanes are available to the east and three lanes are available to the west. And the ride on 50, leaving the Bay Bridge heading back to Washington is clear. No issues on the eastbound side of 50, leaving the Washington area heading to the Bay Bridge. Had an accident working northbound 97 in Anne Arundel County over by Benfield Boulevard. That accident has been cleared. All lanes are now open on 97 south of Millersville to Route 50. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Not too cold here early this morning. Temperatures 40s and 50s as skies clear and the rain moves out. But we'll have tumbling temperatures on this Saturday, falling to the low and mid 40s by the afternoon. So warmest part of the day here this morning. If you want to squeeze maybe that car wash in, it is looking like a dry weekend. And keep in mind, the winds are going to be picking up once again late morning to early afternoon. Could have some gusts around 40 miles per hour. It's a wind alert for your Saturday afternoon. By Sunday, we're mostly sunny, a little breezy, 40 to 45 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We are at 54 degrees and holding in our nation's capital. Saturday morning, January 13th, brought to you this morning by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. WTLP at 121. 6 a.m. Breaking news from Alexandria. 3.15 p.m. An update now on a story we've been following all day. 6.17 p.m. New information just coming in. WTOP doesn't just report breaking news and move on. We stay with the story. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTLP. Saturday morning, January 13th. It's the weekend, everybody. We finally made it. Thanks for starting with us this early 1 a.m. hour. Time now on WTLP 121. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. The district may be losing more than the Caps and Wiz moving to Alexandria in a few years. Georgetown's men's basketball team apparently could be headed across the river. 
as well. NBC4 reports if the deal to build a new sports arena at Potomac Yard does go through, the Hoyas would be part of an agreement then. An internal report on this obtained by News 4 recently reveals this plan, which includes Georgetown Hoops, it shows it needs to be part of the move to make the funding actually work in the process for the deal. The deal also includes moving dozens of large concerts and other events currently held at Capital One Arena in downtown D.C. The whole package still needs approval by the Virginia legislature and the Alexandria City Council. Going from bad to worse in a few hours' time, former Washington Wizards guard Ryan Rollins, who was waived by the team Monday night, is accused this morning of repeatedly shoplifting from a Target store. This according to a document obtained by The Athletic. Those documents reveal that Rollins apparently stole some small household items such as groceries, body wash, and candles from a Target store in Northern Virginia on seven different occasions. The thefts occurred between September 9th to the date of November 9th. And this was when he was still on the Wizards roster, we're told. He was charged with seven counts of petty larceny. Now, the items he is alleged to have taken, we're told in each theft were valued at less than a thousand bucks. The reserve guard came to the Wizards part of the deal that's brought Jordan Poole from the Golden State Warriors. Rollins, 21, was waived by the Wizards on Monday night this week after he played in 10 regular season games. A court hearing in the case has been scheduled now, we're told, for early February and Rollins has yet to enter a plea in the deal. Three people being held in custody in Montgomery County have died just in the past week. Those in charge say that the deaths are unrelated and there are no signs of foul play here. One inmate died late in the afternoon on Tuesday this week at the correctional facility in Clarksburg. The cause of death not determined, but it's believed to be related to a health problem. Then on Wednesday night, another Montgomery County jail inmate died. This person was being treated, we're told, at Holy Cross Hospital, receiving a serious medical diagnosis. Finally, on Friday afternoon, a medical emergency was called in jail housing a unit there. Again, in Clarksburg, first aid was then given, but the inmate died. We're told the medical examiner will look at all of this very soon. Your clothes, hair, and makeup may be on a trend, but... What about your taste buds? Well, local industry insiders are breaking down some of 2023's most talked about food trends and predictions for this year, 2024. And 2023, health and diet were front of mind for a lot of people dining out. Ben Willis Becker, executive chef at Roof Terrace Restaurant, says a lot of foodies enjoy dishes centered around vegetables and fermented foods. These products include kombucha, kefir sodas, sauerkraut, kimchi. Henry Bowers, beverage director for hospitality brand Versus, says many people also opted for mocktails and non-alcoholic drinks. If they're ordering something with um, lower alcohol that they can enjoy or pair with their meal. Cheyenne Karen, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 25 and 55. WTOP at 125, and Frankie's turn in the 1 a.m. hour this morning. Big weekend of the NFL as a super wild card kicks off with six games. Saturday's got two, including the uh, Cleveland Browns visiting Houston. And then later on Saturday night, Kansas City hosting Miami. Weather going to be a little bit of a factor in this one. As at game time, it will feel like minus 28. On Sunday, Steelers in Buffalo from Buffalo. And despite